Hey. Uh, feels like Tuesday. Especially with that cold. It feels like it's like it's been for the last few months. That cold Tuesday, wintry weather. Wintry mix, my daughter likes to call it. Protection of a First Amendment Sports Basement Podcast Studios. He's Kevin McClinton. What's happening, guys? Good to be on, man. I thought I was going to come into a blizzard this, uh, when we got in here, man. They ain't too. doing nothing outside, man. Uh, they already canceled Give it time. School. Give it time. Give it time. I mean, they were talking about four inches going to be on the ground when I came, you know, when I was projected to come over here. We were talking about making some adjustments. Weren't we, Ken? We, 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 were, we had plans A through F lined up and ready to go. <laughs> uh, thankfully, plan A came through. Came He's through. Darren McClinton. I made it out, man. It's, it, today is the first day of spring, and... and we're welcome to the spring season with some snow on the ground, some sleet, some hail, whatever you want to call it, and some snow. So uh, it's more to come. You know, little Darren Kennedy likes to call it a wintry mix. A wintry she mix. does not have to go to school tomorrow. I know she's happy about that, but uh, we're in the day and age of uh, online schooling for sixth graders. So she's still got to do her work, but uh, mm. she gets to stay home. There you go. We're joined this evening uh, by fellow First Amendment sports um, and not just the president of the Theo Pinson fan club, but also a member, Kevin, Kevin Ricca. I'm coming in like a blizzard tonight. Oh, Ice yeah. first, snow later. No, I'm just going to sit here and, and wait for the <laughs> snow to come. I, I, I just like hanging. I, like, I love hanging talking. With this crew. It's always a great time. Thanks for having me, boys. Absolutely. Man. I'm Ken Marangolo, and we'd like to welcome you to the Hot Box. At the top of every show, we uh, like to do a segment we call Knock It Off. And I'm, I, I, I know you guys got good ones. I like to keep mine brief. Just It's more of like a you know th- something that grinds my gear. Got to get it off my chest at the top, which after all is why we came. Always got to get what's, it off your chest, what's, what's man. What's grinding your gears, man? So... All these years of watching uh, the tournament at work, right? You know, you're at the wor- you're at work Thursday, Friday. If you are lucky enough to work at a company that's going to figure out a way to help you and your workmates watch the tournament, whether it be, um, you know, making sure everyone can get get it on the computers because mm-hmm. of extra bandwidth or you know access to make you know make sure that you know they're not blocking those sites. Right. Um, my my company IT folks have done a great job about that. But this year, we got all the TVs on. We have, you know, uh, subscription-based, uh, you know, internet situation all the way around. We're getting all the games. But guess what game we couldn't get? The CBS game. You got to pay, pay extra for you that one. You got to pay extra. For the one that's on normal TV. If you're not uh-huh. living in, inside, the, inside the box or whatever, you can't get that. I mean, you got to pay. I could see every single game except for the CBS. And I was like... And that's that, the game that you want to see. And that's the wow. game you want to see. And that, I was like, that's not right. That doesn't, that's not like any situation that's been like before. So that, to me, I thought that was a little knock-it-off situation. That was first round yeah. Trey Young yes. versus Rhode Island. Right. Yes. Now, someone, game. Someone, <laughs> someone dug deep on Friday, made sure that situation was rectified. You know, thank you, Barry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what, what do you guys got tonight? Um, what you got, bro? I got, I got a good one, man. I, and you know, sometimes you just can't leave well enough alone. Sometimes when you have success 
and and you know you've done well for yourself. Sometimes you you jump out there and you try to do something else or whatever, and you know things don't go well for you. Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> Floyd Mayweather is what fifty and zero. At least he's that, arguably, we, that we know of. That the government argu- knows yeah, about. Yeah, forty nine, fifty, whatever, yes. fifty and zero. He's arguably one of the top fighters of all time. I mean, he's say what you want about the man. Some people don't like him. A lot of people don't like him. Um, Unblemished. But he's unblemished. And he's in a very select few. He and Rocky Marciano are the two fighters that have gone undefeated. Okay? He said last year that he wasn't going to box anymore after he beat Conor McGregor. He wasn't going to fight anymore. And he was just going to kind of ride off in the sunset with all his millions, do whatever Mm -hmm. he had to do, pay his taxes, whatever he had to do. All his millions. All his millions. So one thing about Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather likes to stay relevant. He likes to be in the limelight and what have you. He says he's going to apply for his MMA license. Sheesh. Now, he said all he needs to do is, yeah, yeah. So all he needs to do is train. He needs to get himself training or whatever, stay in the gym or whatever, so he can get on to, you know, get into that octagon. Floyd Mayweather is going to get punished in the octagon, man. In the octagon. I mean, there. I don't know if <laughs> you, don't know. Stay, you can't just stay away from guys, can you? Can you just be? Can you win being a defensive MMA octagon no, guy? No, <laughs> right? No, you got a knee. That's coming. the answer, isn't it? You got a foot you got a to the back of your head. Coming. Yes, you got you a got heel. An elbow. So why is he doing it? <laughs> Floyd. Hubris? It's Floyd. I don't know if it's he's doing I don't know it. if it's a Is po- he broke? It's a lot of money. A lot of money It's in a it. lot of money in it, man. It's got to be. Dana White has got to be sitting up there licking his chops. Is it going to be against Conor McGregor? He don't want to do that. Conor McGregor will kill him. I think, I think. But, uh, yeah. but you know what, though? But you know what, though? But you know what, though? You know how much money that fight would make, though? I know. Do you know how much money that would make? Okay, Floyd beat him in his in his. In I his found never to buy. I've been one saying of round two since that. day one. Round two. Can Wait a minute, have you way? said round two MMA or round two uh, boxing? I just said round two. Everyone wants to. Hell I, no. I'm just saying. <laughs> knock it Floyd, off, Floyd. Knock it off, Floyd. You don't want to do that, man. Stay in your lane. Don't put that blinker on. Stay in your lane. <laughs> you don't want to put that knock blinker it on. Yeah, all the yeah, way yeah off. man. You got to knock. You don't want coming that octagon. Yeah, you're gonna get hurt, bro. It's a whole different beast. What you got, little bro? All right. Ken. Yes, sir. Got a question for you, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't I don't play golf. Uh, so I don't know much much about it. But what tell me how much is a ticket to attend a um golf event? I mean, uh, rough, roughly speaking, I'm, it depends on the event, though. If it's a, uh, if it's a, if it's a uh, major, on the, yeah, it's on the yeah. Oh, guys, I mean, there's some tournaments you could you could never ever get a ticket to. Um, let's see if you. Just, All I, right, I, the I, Arnold I mean, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Yep, that's a pretty good tournament. It's probably it probably cost cost you a nice little. All right, so we. I mean, some, some tournaments cost you fifty, seventy five, hundred bucks, and then that gets you access to some degree, general admission style, for all days of the tournament. All right. $7,500? bucks. Seventy five to a hundred. Seventy five to a hundred bucks. Oh, seventy five to a hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To 100. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Or that, that's a, or you can buy that for a hundred bucks. You can go any day you want. Maybe is more the, accurate. The okay. world's number thirteen golfer, Rory McIlroy. 
Mm-hmm. Man, he's 13 now? Number 13. Okay. Knock it off, Roy McElroy. Oh, I know. I love it. I, I know exactly what you're saying now. I was on. Now. By the way, he, he, he did win. He is complaining about being heckled. Oh, yeah. They're hecklers. They were yelling his wife's name, and that bothered him. Sure. Okay. And now, now, they asked Tiger about this <laughs> BS. You can imagine and what Tiger, Tiger said. <laughs> it's part of the game. Don't worry. As long as they're not heard. yelling out while you're putting, it's, it's, it's part of it. All right? So my take on this, if you're good, you're going to get heckled. Regardless of the sport, regardless of the of the moment, and I understand golfers they need to concentrate while they're putting, but he's bothered by the fact that somebody kept yelling out his wife's name. So he says he wants to propose to to the uh, PGA that they stop selling alcohol at events. Oh my god! Or an Irishman. Off. An he's Irishman. from okay. Northern Ireland. Unbelievable, and That to man. me. Okay, he said. He said. Does he on St. Patrick's does he, Day? Hold on. Does he, does he honestly sake. think that's going? He thinks that's going to stop it. He, he has a he has a major problem with heckling, and it was because they kept yelling out his wife's name, and it bothered him so much he wanted to go over to that fan and say something. Now, <laughs> he says wow, he says man. that. Uh, you know, people get into the and they they you say they have the run of the uh the course, right? They can walk up yeah. uh up, yeah. up to the little yeah. yellow outside the ropes. They're outside the rope. Players inside the ropes. And normally they have you know, the people have beers and they're having a good time and it's it's all part of the, you know, being a spectator. He says now you see fans with cocktails. Oh so yes. so he's proposing Okay, sell beer, stop selling liquor. Because once the liquor comes into play, you get out of hand and you start yelling out he, the wife's hey, name. He put the blinker on. He got out of his lane. Hey, He's lucky. Knock he, he stayed it, in it off. Okay? No. Kev, when, okay, when you were at, when Ma came to Cameron Indoor and the Cameron Crazies it, were, were, Heckling you heckling, and the rest of the Maryland's team. Yeah. It, it's part of it. This is sports. That's sports. If, if you're not getting heckled, you're not relevant. If you're if, if they have if they don't have anything to say to you, if they're not trying to uh 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 bother you, then you They don't need to bother you because you're not good. Oh, exactly. So they don't have anything to say to you so because they know they can't accept it. You. Go along with it. It's, on, it's part of it. Make, make, go make a little putt. You know what I mean? Make sure your iron game is good. Make sure you get a nice little chipping, you know, up and down. It's a compliment, man. Exactly. It's a compliment when somebody heckles you. Exactly. Because that means you're relevant. That means you're good, and they're trying to get you out of your game. That's part of it. He doesn't see it that way. He may have an, I don't know, I don't know his wife, but he may have a nice-looking wife. Somebody says, oh, okay. Somebody wants to yell my wife's name. No, that's not what they're saying, man. (laughs) You already know that's not what they're saying. But knock it off, though. You already know. Hey. You know? Mm. Ricky, what I mean, you got, man? You in there? You got something? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I thought about this. I didn't think I'd be sitting here tonight uh, due to a snowstorm. Uh, you guys let me back in. Glenn, <laughs> Big stormy. Baby Davis. Oh, Glenn, oh my Big Baby Davis is in Aberdeen, Maryland with a quarter pound, 92 grand, and a ledger. Yes. 
the hotel owner knocks on the door. Now, now this is the part where the first knock it off. He told the hotel to owner knocks on the door. He says, "Get the f, f off!" <laughs> like, like, really? You might want to clean up, clean up some stuff. You know, move some stuff. Maybe get the hell out of there. No, no, no. Right. The ego is too gigantic. Right. And we learned about that eventually because why would you put a video out? <laughs> in the back of a chartered plane, it looked like. I, I don't know. I'm guessing. With, his, with a suitcase of money? Popeye's one of the suitcase? Straight cash, an NBA ring. His boy, obviously, on the wheels of steel, showing this all. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll have my day in court. Shout out to Rollo and all them fools getting money. I was like, please stop, man. And then that video, and then my, 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 my shit is legal. A lot of jump shots. A lot of jump. Like, do you guys remember him making a lot of jump no. shots? <laughs> no, a no. A lot he played of, hard. He, he did. Like, you know, a lot of bully. A lot of toughness. Right, right. That's fair. I didn't think he was that tough. I thought he was a. He, I thought he was a fake dude. Well, I'm just <laughs> talking about a space eater that played physical. He, he, he was played underneath the rim. He just wasn't that athletic. He wasn't that athletic, but he, you know, he every a lot time of jump shots. Nah. But he ended it when he was like, like we needed to know. We saw what it was. It was Popeye's chicken, and he looked straight in the camera. And the last thing he said was. Popeye's chicken. At that trouble, point, man. you have to question what's going on mentally with this gentleman. He's in trouble, man. But if they say, uh, hey, we smell weed out here, uh, maybe you should, and then you F off, then you do a video right, about right, your day right, in court, right. knock it off, right, Glenn Big right, Baby. Right, and why right, are you in Aberdeen, Maryland? None, no, what's going on in Aberdeen? <laughs> Good God almighty. Yeah. Shout out to Rollo and all them fools getting money. <laughs> Oh man, I just, oh big baby, come on big baby, you know better than that. He in Aberdeen, but his connect is in Cali. <laughs> Jeez, how I many? How much money? Ninety two thousand? Yes, that seemed yeah. like a lot. Yeah, he probably needs it. No, and he, he had, and he only had a quarter pound. Yeah. It was, you know. But he, I mean, he it was all, it was all in tens and twenties. It was right. That's intent. All intent. That's intent. Tens and twenties. Right. There's a big smiley that's, picture that's, of his face on a big baby dime bag. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Big baggy. Not big baby. Big baggy. Big baggy Davis. Oh, my gosh, man. Well, how did you guys do in your first round? I, can I just say? Terrible. I remember. Please. A yes, lot of what give Darren me my said. Props. I'm going to throw Darren McClinton. I told the, you no, Marshall. The spot I is yours. I told you Marshall you would beat Wichita State. You I said told it. you. You said it. And I, didn't I listen told to you, you John Elmore. Everybody would know him if you didn't know him beforehand. You did. Oh, you mean the two 51-year-old white guys playing at the YMCA that shut lights out against each other? <laughs> I was like, whose uncles are these? Yeah. Frank Camp? And John Elmore. Yeah, they went nuts. Yes, they did. Mine's done. Everybody's actually, South actually, done. Everybody's actually, South Actually, you know what, man? You know what? Is I've got, I mean, UV, I picked UVA to win the whole thing. I was told several times I was foolish for saying that simply because, and my brother was one of them, you can't win games like they win, like they, uh, like they play in the tournament. They're very good regular season. They're very good ACC tournament. But when it comes one and done, we saw what happened. Hey, Kev, now, now Charles Barkley said this. Okay. He said... The way UVA is constructed and mm-hmm. the way they play, mm-hmm. you cannot rely on top-notch defense for to win six straight games. You can't. You're not going to be able to stop when you get to the top teams in the country, or you, you know you're playing everybody when they're playing their best six straight times. 
is 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 very rarely or it's just not going to happen. Right. Because you you're going to you're going to run across a team that is just on hence UNBC. Okay? You're going to run across a team that if if your success is predicated upon uh your rules of how you trap and how you shrink the court and how you get a hand up an aggressive hand up on a shot, you're going to run across a team that's hitting a shot with hands in their face. Right. It's it's a feeling and you know UNBC had guys that a couple guys that shot 20 in their high 20s and low 30% on the season from 3 but they were lights out. They right. had they, they, the adrenaline was pumping. It was, you know, they went into halftime. It was 21 to 21. Right. Uh they were running their stuff in the first half and and UVA was smothering that, right? So I want to say Odom just went in and said, "You know what? Guys, we, we, you don't have anything to lose. Just just go out and play. I didn't see very many sets run in the second half. I just saw a lot of individual plays they spreading panicked the court. Offensively. One pass and one three. I didn't see him do it all year. Sorry. Yeah, I, right. I thought yeah, I thought I thought that UVA when when UNBC started to figure out as far as spreading the court and right. just attacking, and then they sped the game up. Right. And then when they started to have success and they started making shots, UVA went into panic mode. And what they did was they didn't take advantage of the advantage they had inside. Exactly. Like, they never, ever tried to go inside. Wilkins could have had a 20-20 they game. They never tried Easily. to go inside. They shot all their – they shot all perimeter shots, you know. They didn't try to post – they didn't try to post up their guards. They didn't try to do anything. They were in they uncharted waters. They, they, Tony they, Bennett. They never right. had to Tony Bennett. Right. They, they essentially tried to play the way UNBC was playing, and that doesn't work for them. And then what happened was when they didn't score, then all their defensive principles went out the window. They didn't hedge hard. You know what I mean? And they just allowed people. I saw people going right down the middle of the lane. No doubt. They gave up 53 in the 50, second half. Right. Yes. They barely gave up 53 in a game. In a game. Right. And they yeah. haven't given up 70 points it was, all year long. Ooh, it was a panic They mode. were the That's best a- defensive team in the country, but they, they got taken out of their comfort zone. And when that happens, then all of a sudden you see a different animal. I'll tell you what, though. There, I'll tell you what, you man. It, man. Lyles, and he's from DeMatha High School, uh, Jarius Lyles was making some very, very tough shots. The, he was shooting from 25 feet. It was going in. The, the Puerto Rican point guard, Mora, it's 5'6", 140. 140. The, you haven't seen that in your scouting yeah, report. I think my son's bigger than him. Since Muggsy Bogues, yeah. you know what I mean, or Spud Webb, somebody right. like that. So you you cannot stay in front of that. I don't care how good of a, a, a defensive player you are you, you you haven't played against that all year long so now but see hold on there I, I, I'm gonna disagree with you on that I think you can stay in front of them because I think what Virginia got they got out on the perimeter too high on them I think if they had fallen that's back that's not their rules right that, that's, that's what, what I'm saying that's an adjustment that they did not make there remember I told you I said UVA is a team that is they're worried about them doing what they do right Right. Very well, right. more so than forcing you out of what you do. Right. Because if they're doing what they do very right. well, it, naturally you're you're going to be out of your game. Right. right. And they're uh, they they push up on you and they force you to different uh, areas on the court where they smother you. Right. So with, when you have a five six hundred and forty pound dynamic, 
You, you know what I mean? That that right there, you can't smother that. Right. Because he was seeping through the cracks and he was getting to areas on the court right. and just jump passing and all this unorthodox stuff. And, right. and people were sitting there spotting up with their feet, toes pointed towards the basket. Lights out. Right. And I think what happened with UMBC is once they started to feel good, once they started to I think I think the first half was when you, you know, y'all you just throw, you just kind of feeling these like in a boxing match. Right. You feeling each other out. You know what I mean? And then once you get past that that uh, uh, trepidation, I guess, or that fear, once you get like, man, this is the number one team in the country. You right. know, this has never happened before. Right. We're out here. This team has lost two games all year long. Yes. And then all of a sudden, when you get to that 10-minute mark in the first half, you're like, man, you know, we kind of with these dudes. You know, and they're not showing us anything that is overwhelming us. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you do is well, we got you get to halftime. What's up, man? You get you get to uh, you get to halftime, hey. and now you tied with these guys. Now exactly. you're tied, and the next thing you know, you're going into halftime. You're feeling good while Virginia is, okay, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? And I think that's kind of what happened where UNBC felt that they could play with the, with, with Virginia. And, I, and that's what you saw, the transition you saw going into the second half, which is why they were ended up, you know, doing what they did. Yeah, and, 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 the, bo- and the bottom line, it goes comes down to – Shot making, they were making shots, and and then the, the you know the next round that they played against Kansas State, some of those shots weren't going in, and and it's a whole different deal. If Jerry Lyles does not make those uh, incredible one on one plays and those deep jumpers, it was his night. It's a it's a it's a it's a huge deficit. Right. You know what I mean? That changed the the whole. The whole game. Hey, uh, the, Kim, well, we got June we, on the yeah, phone. What we got? We got somebody. I know somebody wants to talk about this game. Who we got on here? Look, I feel like you guys are covering all of the major details of why my Wahoos are sitting at home watching the Sweet 16. Privilege to sit in and listen uh, after we huh. after we gave up a golden opportunity to you know to have an opportunity to win the national championship. So yes, I am. It's, Hey, hey, June. Let me. I'm having a bad moment, Kevin. Hey, June. Let me ask you this, man, because I know you know going into this game, and you know I know I know the pride you felt going in, and this you know they're the number one team in the country, and obviously that's your alma mater, and I you know I heard you on a couple shows, kind of breaking down UVA and what they had to do and what teams needed to do to possibly beat them, but what did you see, man? I mean, Darren and I are kind of going back and forth about this game, but. What did you see from your standpoint that stood out to you as to why UNBC was able to expose UVA like they did? Well, not not getting an opportunity to listen to you guys, so I don't, you know, not to sound redundant, but I saw so much dribble penetration from multiple guys. It wasn't just Darius Lyles. It was, if you caught the ball on the wing, one of the things about the pack line that you're supposed to have, like, so the baseline is not your friend. So everything is to the middle because yep. it puts everything into rotation. Right. So most teams start their their offense with some type of pick and roll, some type of down screen action because you want movement. Like if you have a Kevin McClinton and and you went to you went to Maryland and you played against the pack line, well the the flex offense you guys used to run or a pseudo flex offense you guys used to run is perfect because there's screening, there's not screening, there's reading and reaction, so right. it makes it a lot harder for you to be able to be the help guy, especially when your guard 
has an, uh, the ability to duck in and catch the ball, but I, I don't want to get too far off track. But right. if you have a pick and roll that starts in the top of the key, that's 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 what the pack line is designed for, and it, and, it, and they put you in place where you can be effective, whether you're a good defender or not, because there's always help, help mm-hmm. in the helper. Yeah. Well, if you let people go baseline, there really isn't any help. Right. There really isn't any help if you're allowing people to go baseline or just quick penetration off yes. the weed. Moore and Lyles were getting wherever they wanted to. Baseline, and they could not, the rules of the pack line couldn't couldn't stop them. It could not stop them. It was kind of wild. Right. It was a rip through. It was a rip through to a penetration, to a kick, or it was a guy who was able to make a shot. The four man, and it it escapes my name, he was able to make shots, so now you don't have your regular uh, first guy help. Right. Because you can't leave. Yes. and then, and then Isaiah Wilkins, defensive player of the year, couldn't stay in front of his man either. Exactly. So it's a perfect storm for the upset. You know, we've been watching basketball for a long time. We've been watching the NCAA tournament individually. Uh, I always go back when I watch Middle Tennessee State play. I mean, I'm sorry, when I watch UMBC play. I watched Middle Tennessee State two years ago dismantle Michigan State kind of the same way. They were able to get to where they wanted to go. They had a bunch of strong, big guards that were smart. And I felt like the University of Virginia ran into a, a team that just had a couple of things that they haven't really seen. When you have four or five guys who can handle the basketball, they brought another guy off and they were making shots. So, hey, June. Kind of a, hey, June, let me. Uh, it hurt. I, I want, it, yeah, it did, it, it, it did hurt. And that, that's my next point, man. They, right afterwards, there was a very classy interview um, by Tony Bennett. And I know it was, you, you guys were on the, the, losing side of history first time a 16th seed ever beat a number one seed ever the first time it's ever happened and i know it was just it was just gut-wrenching and heartbreaking (laughs) what happened it's the big one elizabeth (laughs) what i'm saying is you you no really and 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 tony bennett to give that interview and and give all that, all the credit to UMBC and the and, and the way they played. And he he said not only was it a, an upset and a, he said it was a, it was a, it was an ass whooping, or, or you know a butt whooping, whatever he said on national TV. And it's twenty, it's a twenty piece. Yes, it was You're a twenty point win. So that you know that was that was very it was like I said it was very classy on on, on Ben's part, but. You know, do you want, do you want got, to describe the the manner in which UNBC won more anymore? Did you have any more descriptive oh, language? Oh, listen, it, it was everybody's bracket was dead. I was texting you, June. I couldn't get a reply. I, it, look, it was, <laughs> it was. I know, no, seriously, like you were worried. Hey, Kev, I, I, Kev, I feel like you're laughing in our misery, Kevin. I'm not happy. I, I don't like. Kev. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing at your misery. I'm just laughing at how how. How deep Darren is sticking that knife in you right now? That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's a samurai like, it's, sword. It's, it's not even. It's not even. <laughs> he's not even. He's not even pushing. He's not even pushing it in. He's turning the joint. He got his wrist yeah, turning like the, the joint right the now. Misery, the debauchery, the, the, the you know the devastation. <laughs> no, it's uh, big words, to Kevin. I know. I know. I got you. It I know. I know. Now, though, now, yeah. now June. I, uh, <laughs> Honor by my, death. My next question. The reason why. The reason why I brought that up, man, is because. Tony Bennett was on the verge of, in my opinion, uh, National Coach of the Year. And I know that you have gotten 
uh, some calls or, or gotten some tweets, this, that, and the other. And I've heard it on on different um, shows that now people are talking about, you know, at, calling for Tony Bennett's head. You know what I mean? Oh, please. I, I'm serious. That it, It's crazy to even fathom yeah. that. But yeah, am, am I correct, June? Is it like... Even, even in tonight's show. No, you're correct, Darren. Even in tonight's show I did earlier, a sports talk, you know, you had callers that called in and were talking That's about... crazy. You know, there needs to be a change and stuff. And I, uh, I, I don't understand where they're coming from. The good thing about what y'all do, though, man, is you guys have a certain style that you play, and you stick to it. You know what I mean? Right. I, like, I think that's the thing about Tony Bennett is the fact that a lot of good coaches, when they develop a style, they develop a, a swag, or they develop a certain, uh, certain way to play, they stick to it. And they don't care whether or not you like it. They don't care whether or not it's, a fa- it's, it's attractive or whatever. They play a certain way, and they win a lot of games. Absolutely. And, and that's just the way it is. That- Duke has a certain Duke has it. a certain style. Carolina has a certain style. Everybody, Syracuse has a certain style. Everybody has a certain style to play, and it's what makes them effective. Now, you you lose games. It happens. They lost their third game. They lost three games this year. It just so happens their last game is magnified because of, you know, the stakes that were at hand at right. that point. So for anybody to say that Tony Bennett should be on the hot seat or that you know, this is ridiculous. It's a I mean, joke. He is the, he's, he's, the, he's the coach of the year. By the way, he's the coach of the year. Let's not Kev, forget. Kev, I have a question. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, my question would be: so you you use all those other names and all those other coaches. I think, like each and every year, if we, let's just take Duke for example. They're they're one of the teams in this conversation that's had multiple guys turning over as far as the one and dones, et cetera. It seems like he's even though he has a style, uh-huh. he's been able to make things happen and create the style that best fits that team. They're playing zone. It's inside, outside, as opposed to the last couple of years, it's been major outside with Jason Tatum. Right, right, right. A Brandon Ingram, etc. Mm-hmm. This year it's about Marvin Bagley and Wendell Carter, and they catch the ball and they throw it out. Jim Beheim, clearly we know what it is on defense, but offensively he slowed it down a lot because of his lack of numbers. So it's Ty's battle, it's Franklin Howard, and it's whatever they can kind of figure out after a weed. Yeah, they're, right. the they're playing thirty-eight down. to forty minutes a game. So, so right. So, what I what I would like to see from Coach Bennett, and Is I understand exactly what you said. There has to be a sm- to me a small adjustment, right. To a little bit of a transition package, maybe an understanding that okay, I got this group in. I'm gonna allow them to run a little bit. I'm gonna allow them to get out because I think I think if you tell if you give Ty Jerome and a couple of those guys some freedom. 
and I'm not saying he's taking it from them, but he's kind of got them brainwashed to the point. Because, you know, it's hard to turn this thing back on. If you're a scorer, Ty Jerome was a scorer. He's a 25-point scorer in high school. Kyle Guy, those guys scored the basketball. Now it's it's a 30-second it's a yeah. shot clock. Well, I totally hey, agree. I no, totally let me, agree. Hey, let me let me ask you this though, June. Let me ask you this because I'm I'm you know with what you're saying is absolutely correct. But you know when I look at Duke and I mean they have I mean they got the top four high school the top four ranked players in the country coming to them next year. So it's very easy for them to attract great talent. You know they don't go out and they don't they don't get a certain player. They have people that just flock to them. So they are forced to almost adjust. They change their style. They change their style because of the players that they get in. Like, you have everybody wanting to go to Duke. That's not necessarily the case at UVA. So UVA probably goes out and they're attracted to a certain kind of player as opposed to those players being attracted to them. And let me just say this to you real quick. Can I say this? In in 2012, Lehigh comes in with C.J. McCollum. Yeah. Beats him in the first round. Right. They were a 15 seed. In 2014, Mercer comes and takes it from him. Right. Hey, uh, people were calling for his head after those two years. Right. The same dumbasses that were calling for Tony Bennett's Bennett's head head. this week. Right. That's how bad it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, June, we we had a conversation a couple days ago, man, and you said something very interesting. Um, It was to the – to the tone of uh, if Virginia could have, say, a, 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 a squad or five that he would just let in practice kind of kind of loosen up, you know what I mean, and kind of, kind of play up-tempo. And, and it would be a win-win because you would be able to play defense against that kind of, uh, that kind of action right. and that kind of pace. And it would also let some of those players to, that, uh, unleash – some of that, some of that uh, uh, offensive ability that they had sure. in high school that they that they're not displaying, you know, uh, on the college level, that they still had. Like I, it goes back to Parentes that you all had. Man, I, I heard that that Parentes was a was a scorer in high school, and then when they play pickup in the off season, you know, he he can't stop putting the ball in the hole, you know. And and, and I had to watch his uh, his game be kind of smothered a little bit. Uh, uh, Playing in you guys' system, and and I, I and I agree with you that if, if you all just had a not like a bench mob, but just had a, 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 a five that could just go out and really push the tempo and 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 get you guys accustomed to defending that like I call it wild, but that UNBC kind of kind of run that 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 you may face when you come to a, a, a one and done NCAA type of type of um, Situation, you know what I mean? Right. No, I, I totally agree with you guys' point. The, the thing I'll go back to, as far as when we were talking about that, you know, when you re, when you're out looking for a certain type of guy, whatever your name is, whatever you are as a coach, you know, like I understand what Jim Beheim is looking for. He's looking for long. He's looking for athletic. He's looking for transition players, and right. he kind of turns them into zone defenders. Uh, coach Bennett is looking for basketball IQ. He's looking for uh, a certain type of size as far as the 6'4", the 6'6", the guard. Uh-huh. He doesn't really care the athleticism part. It doesn't seem – that seems to be his kind of criteria for what he has. But he's – those kind of guys, I believe, are few and far between. So he's getting the basketball IQ. He's getting all of the things you want. 
the following you need in order to be successful in a one and done situation. Right. You need a wild card. Yes, you do. Uh, in my opinion, of course. I right? agree, man. If I agree. You need a wild card. If you look back at the teams that have won it the last couple of years, Carolina won it last year. Their wild card was Luke May and Theo Pinson. You know, you already had you had your guard. You had what you had in the, in the side with um, um, the big fella. You had Bryce Johnson. You had uh, um, golly, why is he missing my name? Uh, my, my big fella from Charlotte. You had those guys. They played. They were big inside mm-hmm. the year before. You had Josh Hart. You had the point guard, um, and then you keep up boots, goals, and goals for 18, 19 points. If you don't have players on your team that are willing to break the mold, yes, uh, and, be, and go out and, and get one, yes, one, right. Right. Well, okay. So if you think about it, they had a couple of transfers out of off of this team from a year before, right? They had a couple of guys who transferred out. So this team is really supposed to be good next year. Mm-hmm. So if you look at what they have, and they didn't think that Kyle Guy was going to be able to take that jump like he did. They didn't think Ty Jerome was going to be able to take. Yeah, this team, June, this team was unranked at the beginning of the season. You look at the top 25, and Virginia's name was not on there. I don't even know if they were others receiving votes. You know that little column underneath? Right, right. So you're right. He got one more kitchen out of that. He did. He did did an incredible job. He did an incredible job. But what happens, like Ken and everybody knows, like you're going to run across, you're going to run across the Rocky Balboa if you're Apollo Creed. Yeah, you do. That one shining moment. One shining moment. It's the beginning of the song. It's, it means a lot. But but every team, because we watched a bunch of games, I saw Kansas in trouble. But Kansas has a couple of guys who can go out and Wild say, cards. no, yep. not today. Yep. We, will not, we will not be in this song today. Let me ask right? you. They won't be in Let me ask you this, Junior. So we, we it took your, your boys. Took took the time out of their Tuesday night to beat you up about your alma mater. But let's go to the pro level. We have a I have a question for you. I'll let you get off the first shot. Does Tyron Lue have a case of LeBronchitis? LeBronchitis. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make light of a man's situation. I hope he. I wish him oh, the no, best. No, no. I hope he's. I hope he uh, recovers and is great. But that said, Darren McClinton. Hey, listen, LeBron Kytus, the the a a junior. They interviewed. I did. T- I did. I did. I, I did one. Would, I mean, would, are you are you worried about him, Junior? Are you worried about him? No, I'm I'm not worried about him because anybody in their right mind has a guy like this on their team to coach because he makes up. He's like the full nine. He's the eraser. Like, he makes up for your flaws. <laughs> the if you don't have rebounds. Yeah, it's a, it's a multiple surface cleaner. He has, you can clean multiple <laughs> surfaces with a guy like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have a good rebounder. You don't have a clear rebounder right now. What is LeBron doing right now over the last two months? He's career averaging rebounds going up three. So now he's, instead of him being seven a game, now he's almost up to 11. Well, you don't have a natural point guard right now because you're struggling with Jordan Carson. You had Isaiah Thomas. But what is he doing now? He has career averages going up in assists. Good point. Here he is in his 15 uh, years, leading the league in minutes played for the second year in a row, and he's almost averaging a triple-double with multiple players missing games consistently. There isn't a coach that you could ask that I would think of that wouldn't want to have a guy like this on their basketball team I'm so, not, I don't even care. No. We don't even so like I'm going to no, give you a standing no, ovation. No, standing no, ovation. Kevin is very excited. 
The no. standing Kev, ovation. did you see the back and forth? The the other. The That's other my point, man. Can you, you? I mean, it, it's got to be impossible to coach that dude, man. What, it's what got makes to it be. impossible? It, because he, he got seven dudes. How many dudes did he get traded? He got six dudes out of there because he did not like. No, uh, no, no, June. No, you wanted those guys. You wanted these guys, and now, and now you don't want. Now you don't want them. He's the he's the coach. He's the coach. He's the GM. He's the president. He's the owner. He's the general manager. He's he's everything there. Everybody he's has not just to, a client. Everybody has to. Everybody has to answer to him. So Tyron. Say what? Kobe Bryant got rid of players. Kobe Bryant got rid of players and coaches. Akeem Olajuwon got rid of players and coaches. But six he's in six in Michael one Jordan day. Michael Jordan punched him all in the face. Six in <laughs> six in one day. Six. There's in, only one superstar. There's only two superstars I can think off the top of my head that played for and won championships with basically the same crew, and that's Tim Duncan and David Robinson. Those are the only two players that I can think of that didn't do a whole. You got rid of guys when they first came to the league. Tim, it's, it's what happens. If you want to win games, Dirk. if you want to be successful, mm. we're talking about eight straight trips to the finals. I get that. I understand that. I totally understand what that. But you say you ask for one thing and then you ask for it's another. This isn't working. This is what I wanted. It's not working. Now I need somebody Magic. else in here. Now you get somebody else in here and it's not working. So now, you, now it's the coach's fault. How many coaches had Mike Brown? Who's the other coach? Who was the, the European coach? David Blatt. David exactly, Blatt, though. Can't David Blatt. <laughs> David and Blatt. now Tyron Lue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mike Brown twice. Yeah. David Blatt and now Tyron What else have they all done? I have never. Anywhere else. I'm, you know I'm, what I'm saying? Like, they might so have deserved why, it. That's why they this, might that's have why deserved dude, it. That's why this dude is sick, man. Hey, that's why he's, that's why he's sick. LeBron Kytus, I understand that. But guess what? You think that's the only back and forth of any coach. No, I'm not saying that, but uh, that's the only that's the only that's the only back and forth with LeBron James. Guys, Cleveland is I'm not still saying that's the only like back East. and forth between player and coach. I'm saying that's the only back and forth between LeBron James and his coach. Cleveland is still coming out of the East. No, they're not. Boston's coming I don't out. Understand. I don't there's no way Boston's gonna come out of there with the with the players they have currently unless unless they find a way to get their their best players to come out and play. Kyrie hasn't played a full season in his in his career, so now you want him to do something. He's going to carry a team, and he can't even he can't even carry a regular season. That's okay. That's a, the best. We're not. We're not. I'm talking. That's okay. We're talking about who's going. That's okay. All right, guy. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. With John Wall coming back, hell yes. Pending. Uh, when is when is he do expected back? Uh, Kev, Rick. Oh, uh, I believe he's due uh, in, in the next seven to ten days. In the next seven to ten days. So you've got Wall coming. He's got to get back into the mix. The the continuity has to has to they have to gel. All right. All this is coming down in the fourth quarter of the season, going into the playoffs, and they're 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 jockeying for position. By the way, every game that Indiana wins or. Uh, Cleveland wins or, or Philly Toronto wins or is a half right. It's a half a game up down, sure. you know. So so you're not sure who you're gonna get in that first round, right? Um, what do you guys think that the uh, you know? The only, the we're just looking team, like for the, the Wizards team, coming up. 
the only team that they don't want to play or they should be worried about playing is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everybody else can be beat. Now, okay, with with that being said, there was an interview a couple of days ago where Marching Gortat, who's never shied away from from an interview, uh, Marching Gortat and Bradley Beal both said, we really like this Indiana Pacer matchup. We feel like we 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 win our matchup in in multiple posi- at multiple positions. Uh, that that's a series that we feel like we can win and we feel comfortable. They said that. Yes, yes. That's, so that's dumb, but it's true. Regardless, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So, so that's your okay. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. So I have a problem with that because that's your first round matchup. So. That's your first round matchup. Who who not gonna say they're gonna win their first round matchup? That's 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 not saying that. Tell, can you beat Boston? Can you beat Toronto? Can you beat Cleveland? Now, when you go out on a limb and you say that, then I'm gonna listen to you. But by going out and saying you're gonna win your first round matchup against Indiana, Boston without Kyrie nothing. and Toronto has been beaten by this exact group of guys. Right. So they go out. Right. So they say I don't that. Be, I don't believe they can beat Cleveland, but they tried to say that too, didn't they? Yeah, they said that last year. I don't like that. They said Cleveland was trying to avoid them. That's what they said last year. Right. Why? But why say anything at all? Why say anything at all? Why not just go out and and, and play and let the chips fall where they may? I don't know. I'd like to ask Kev the other question to piggyback on what you just said. How about you play better in the playoffs, Martin? How about you be a better basketball player than you were last year in the playoffs? Right now, they're missing. They're missing an inside presence on both ends of the floor in a game seven situation against Boston last year that you didn't show up. Well, I'm still waiting on you to get off the train. <laughs> March, I mean, hey, Ken, March is my guy. Why are you doing interviews? March, why are you yeah, doing interviews? Like, get, get, get back in the game. Pay attention to what's important. Yeah, I agree. You guys are going to have an opportunity. You guys are going to have an opportunity here, whether it be because, it's like you said, it is flowing. You're going to play between – you have a chance to play the Raptors, Oh, you have a chance to play Cleveland. You want to stay as far away from Cleveland as you possibly can. Yes, you do. We both understand. Everybody understands that. Everybody else can be beat, but you have to show up and play as the center of a team that has a chance to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. But if you keep doing what you're doing now, which is not going to mic- going to microphones and telling people what you can <laughs> and can't do, I mean that's not that's not that's not going to help you at all. Especially coming double, off a of postseason where they pe- where they figured out how to take away our pick and roll with Gortat in the very oh, first yes, game of the series, and he they, they, he was a non-factor. Well, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell like this, man. I'm gonna tell like this. It's gonna be very very interesting to see how when John Wall comes back, right? What that adjustment period is gonna be because they've been playing a long time without That's this crucial dude. Crucial adjustment. They've been period. playing a long time without this dude, and now all of a sudden you're you're mixing him back in with which which. With what has been a pretty successful run, all do you know with everything kind of included, I think it's been a pretty successful run without him. So now you bringing him back in there, all of a sudden it's a different dynamic. Bradley Beal all of a sudden changes. Right. Things change for Bradley Beal. Things change for Otto Porter. Things change for Gortat and, and Morris and and Kelly Oubre. So how is that going to fit in regards to moving forward? Because you got this is the end of the season. Scotty Brooks has his work season. cut out for yeah. him. They, they, it, uh, it, they definitely they need found, him back, they though. They just signed Sessions yes, for they the did. rest of the season. He's, he's another guy who can score the ball a little bit for them. I think what's going to happen, and of course I like y'all's opinion on it, I think what's going to happen is they're going to cut back on Bradley Beal's minutes. They need and give to. John Wall a lot of time and less Sessions 
kind of get that little three-guard lineup thing going and then it gets to the playoffs. But, Kev, the other part I'm having a problem with is that Mahimbi, like they have a guy coming off the bench right now who's the third highest state player on their team, and he's also not giving them anything. Like you don't have any production inside. Yeah, Game it's, seven, you're going to be playing a team seven times if possible. You know, the best four out of seven. And you, you don't have any inside production on the block. You can't throw the ball to anybody outside of Mike Scott or maybe, like, I mean, come on. Like, well, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best rebounder they have. He's the best rebounder they have. He's the best inside defender that they have. So you got to use him. He doesn't require a lot of touches, so you don't need to get him the ball. Gortat requires some touches here and there. So Mahimi, I think, would be better for them in the playoffs because you don't you don't need him to do a lot except defend and rebound. He plays better. He plays he plays better, he plays better post defense until someone goes small. And he better he plays better pick and roll defense. So I'm doing the best I can to talk about Mahimi right now, but I would trade him this late in the season right now for some Walgreens jelly beans and a two piece, a two piece dinner from Kentucky Fried Chicken. Two piece. No you can't no get a three piece. No biscuit. No biscuit. Jesus. No, two and, and no Starburst jelly beans. Just a dry two piece. No, That's all I want you the get. Walgreens jelly beans. Right. I want the no name brand jelly beans oh, and a two piece from churches with no biscuit. And I think I feel like coming up. I feel like I'm giving out more than I'm supposed to. Like I feel like I'm giving up everything. Hey, Kevin's making oh seventeen boy. million dollars a year. Yeah, so seventeen million dollars a year, Kevin. Yes, that, that's too heavy of a what, contract. Hey, Junior, a what's the uh, what's the most important thing that has to happen for John Wall coming back? To the pick and roll with Gortat, or the the uh, synergy with the the guys who've been shooting it hot from the outside, figuring out how to get those guys the ball in the right spot. It's funny, and and I, and because uh, you have a bunch of point guards on in your in your in your in your basement right now. The thing about it is, and I, he has a, he has a, when he was on the sideline, was he really watching, or was he over there just kind of saying, you know, trying to get a feeling? Because him being a superstar, that that doesn't matter anymore. He needs to come back and start doing the stuff that he saw them doing, and he was being successful. Yeah, they're giving the ball up the court, they're throwing the ball up the wing. Why? Because they're better at throwing the ball up the wing than they are. He's He's the fastest, one of the fastest guys in the league, so he pushes the ball himself. Mm-hmm. But when they threw the ball up to Kelly Oubre, when they threw the ball up to uh, Meeks and all those other guys, and then Bradley Bill came back and got it, it made the defense go back and come back up. It yep. made people have to guard them 94 feet. If John Wall paying attention to the stuff that we're seeing, as opposed to sitting on the sideline with Shane. Hey, he on, had them pretty, he had those pretty Marvin right? Gaye <laughs> sunglasses on. If he was watching. Really watching. Is he watching how his team – it's being successful without him. I feel like if he comes in and he plays basketball, and then of course late game, late clock situations, he can go back to being who he was, or he can try to hold on Watch to him him. a little bit right now. But is he but right now he's a chemistry right. holder. He's holding the ball and he's throwing off the chemistry of the auto porters, of the meeks, of the Bradley Bills, etc. Because once he gives you the ball, like all you can do is shoot the ball. Right. Three seconds on the shot clock. Right. Like you can't play basketball like that consistently. June, let me let me uh, let me talk to you guys about this, man. Let's move over to the West because we're talking about the chemistry and how important it is to get uh, John Wall back into the mix. Golden State Warriors right now are playing at a crucial part of the season now without four starters, without uh, Curry, Clay, Durant, who's hurt for two weeks. What's going on with Durant? Was his- fracture. Ribs. 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 Uh, and then now um, with his pelvis. Uh, yeah, Draymond. 
with a pelvis pelvis injury, uh, Draymond. So the the thing the thing about the difference between that the um with with the Wizards and Golden State is I think Golden State can bring one at one back at a time and and it's like they haven't missed a beat. You know what I mean? They they're just they're just so deep. And, and, and talent. Dude, Quinn Cook's getting 25. He exactly. was in the D-League five seconds ago. Right. So now Iguodala steps up a little bit. Now uh, Nick Young steps up a little bit. And JaVale McGee is playing, you know, his best basketball he's played all year. And you've got, you, you know, it's like a well-oiled machine. And as soon as these guys get back into the mix, it'll be at the right time. And, and I think they'll just they'll keep going. But what about these sure. Portland Trailblazers, guys? Man, he, this is they're playing they're playing Houston right now, which is the number one seed in the in the entire NBA. And uh it's it's tied at 58-58. This will be they're going for their 14th game in a row. Hey Darren. I want to go back just for a quick second, but uh-huh. I totally agree with your point. The thing that this one makes the, the the LeBron James thing so incredible. You have guys who've gone to three straight finals. So what's happening to the Golden State Warriors is they're they're being injured because They've been playing the late June three straight years in a row. Uh-huh. It's four straight years. And now these guys are starting to have little knick-knack injuries. And here you have a guy who's played, he's, he's probably going to go to his ninth straight final, and he's leading the league in minutes played. So that's the other marvel of what you have over the East and LeBron yes, James. you're right. But to get back to the Golden State Warriors, I don't. I believe they can come back all right now except for Clay Thompson. If this was the playoffs, three of them would start. They, they're not going to say it, but Kevin – Kevin Darren and and Kev and Kent, I think they don't care what place they are. Don't they tell don't. me they're tanking. They don't care, man. Don't They've said it. It's a form of tanking. They said, said it. it. Oh, they're resting. Draymond they're resting. said it. They don't care. Seventeen and one last year. They were seventeen and one in the playoffs exactly. last year. So that means they won. They won at home. They won on the road. They won at home. You know. So I don't think they care if they're second. I don't think they care if they're third. They don't care. They, they can beat anybody. Yeah. Over yeah. anything else. And I think they they start to realize that that seventy three win season probably hurt them. More than it hurt them. Yep, it hurt them. Yeah, so they they right. Yeah, but not when they're sixty. That's cool. But let, but look, I mean, look, and, that, and that's a good point. That's a good point because throughout all of LeBron's runs in in championships and this, that, how many times was this team the number one seed? I don't think it's been that many times no, where they've been the number been one come. seed. I think they've been the number two, the number three, the whatever. They've never been – I'm not, not going to say never, but there's not too, been too many times they've been the number one Generally seed. Generally a top Rick team check in, in the East. Though. And so they – you know, so – I remember them being the number one seed when they Rick lost Orlando. I remember them being the number one seed when they lost to Boston. So you're right, Kev. They weren't the number one seed. And when they were number one, they didn't win. They won 65 right. games and right. 64 games, and they didn't make it to the finals. So LeBron figured it out. I think Golden State is figuring it out. I think well. so too. I think so too. So it'll be interesting, man. I mean, I think it's coming down. I'm, you know, the the thing about the playoffs is it doesn't really matter what that regular season is like. That that court gets, you know, the the rotation, the the substitution rotations yeah. gets a little bit smaller. Instead of playing ten, you now you playing eight, maybe nine on a night or whatever. So things start to get a little bit tighter, and that's when you see a Golden State. They're not worried about Houston. They're not worried about these other teams. They know that they've got two chips. They've been to three finals in a row. Yeah. And they're not worried about that. They're just trying to get healthy to the point where, you know, they're going to make another run. Everybody feels, guys, everybody feels that James Harden is the the runaway, hands-down favorite for the uh, MVP. But who – 
who would who else would you say was in, is in that conversation? I think what Dame Lillard in Portland is doing right now puts him in the conversation like a top five uh, in the running for in the MVP race. Would y'all agree with that? If you if you look back at Dame Lillard's extension from where he was to where he is now, he lost four starters two yes, years ago to free agency and trade. For them to be in the third place to the guy that nobody talked about is his Robin. It's incredible. McCullough. And for him to be where he is now, you would have to put him in the race. But my second place would probably be Anthony Davis. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's not him, it would be LeBron. Greek. Um, I would say the freak. Russell. Ken loves the Greek freak. Off. Yeah, they're falling you off. You gotta love awesome, but they're falling so far back as far as what's going on. The Rosen is falling in Toronto. Nobody's watching though. Yeah, Ky- Kyrie Irving was in the was in the mix uh, first half the of the mix, season. But and there was five right there: LeBron, Harden, Russ, Freak, and Anthony Davis. I don't wow. think I don't think Russ, I don't think Russ is in it this year. Russ is averaging I don't think a triple he's a, double again. I know, but I don't think he's in the top five. I think it, I think it's LeBron. I think it's, it's OKC Harden. is currently four seed. Kevin. LeBron, Ru- LeBron, Harden, Dame, AD, and um, Freak, and DeRozan. Those are my five. Uh, DeRozan's awesome. Well, but. since we talking about fives, man, let, let's 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 get into this. Give me your five. What we got, what we got tonight, Ken? I was gonna say if Houston loses in the first round, would that go down as one of the all time greatest upsets in recent uh, NBA memory? I think it probably would. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it would. So that's what we're rolling with the top five. The as t- oh, as no, tough as the West is, you know, you might you might run into a Pelicans team. Eight. Well, well, yeah, San Antonio. Right? It would be San Antonio right now. San oh, Antonio you're San Antonio, so no, that wouldn't be a right. huge. Upset. No, but it'd be an upset, but not no, no UMBC stuff. Sorry, sorry. All right, so, so, All right, so we got we got one more time, one more time, Kev. one more time. You know, you know, I was with you. I'm ACC all day, all the way. I also apologize for convincing you about North Carolina. My fault. <laughs> Top five all-time sports upsets. Sports upsets in your in your in your lifetime. I mean, first, or in your or, top or, or before. Five. First or thing that comes to my mind is down goes fast slammer jammer. That uh, that NC NC State. Oh yeah, Jimmy Jim Valvam. Yeah, Sydney Sydney Low, Derek Wittenberg. Uh, who else was on that camp? Cozell McQueen. Cozell McQueen. Who, who's the guy that with the putback? Thurl uh, Bailey. Lorenzo Charles. Lorenzo Charles. Lorenzo Charles. Terry Gannon. It was the golf announcer. Yes, sir. Hey man, it was such <laughs> an upset that when Lorenzo Charles put had that putback dunk, he know what he was doing. He, he looked around. He is yeah, this he, really happening? Right. Did we just win? Yeah. No one three. hugged Valvano. He yeah. ran out. They've yeah. been hugging Looking around. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That uh, one local backcourt from Dematha always helps. Goon. I've got. Uh, I mean, the one that comes to my mind without a doubt is Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Yeah. Never forget I mean, where I was. There, no there's no oh, big. There's no bigger upset, man. He got a Nintendo game after that. Yeah. He got. He got. Yeah. He got a Nintendo game after Buster that. Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Haven't heard from him since, man. Was the number and then, and then and then what happened? Then he was heavyweight. And then he fought somebody and got knocked out. He was, yeah, never heard. He was from heavyweight him again, champ, man. and then he fought. I don't know who he fought after that, but he got he got knocked out. Was it, well, Leon wasn't Leon. Where are they now? With the baby dreads and seventy more. Who did, pounds. Who did he fight, June? Tony. Uh, what was his name? Damn it. What's our boy from Atlanta? He 
Was it Holyfield? Evander beat him? Evander knocked him out. I was thinking of Tony Tucker. My fault. Wait a minute. Holyfield beat him right after he fought? Yeah, it was. You're right. You're absolutely right. beat him right after. Yeah, that's true. That's right. 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 We got two. Give me another one, Ken. Give me me another upset. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. George Foreman losing to Muhammad Ali. Man, hold up. Before you say something. Hey, man, hold up, man. Nah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. George Foreman at the time had had 17 fights that were combined total time of three rounds. He was knocking people out <laughs> of where he had 17 fights. He had 17 fights that only lasted up to a total of three rounds. Was this the thriller Manila? No. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, this yeah. The, this is the Ali Boumaye, yeah. the Ali Boumaye, right. where he was kind of. Kinda and you remember him, and you remember, you remember, right, right. It's a robot. Now yeah. was that? Now was that? That was before. Was that before? Uh, oh, you know what? That was before Frazier and Ali fought again, wasn't it? The third right. fight. Was yeah. Foreman was so he Frazier was so heavily favored in that in that fight. He Frazier was. Lost the championship. Frazier lost. Frazier yeah, Frazier. Frazier. Frazier beat Ali. Frazier was Ali. the champ, and then Foreman knocked out Frazier. And then yes. Ali went and fought Foreman and got the title, and then he fought Frazier again in the uh, yes. and then in the Thriller in Manila. And then twenty five years later, George Foreman knocks out Michael Moore and becomes the forty five plus right. year old <laughs> right. heavyweight champion of the world, which is also one of the biggest upsets. What about Sugar Ray over Hagler? No, the biggest Judge, upsets can't have the baddest Judge, ass yeah. from their weight class. What'd you say? What'd you say, Jim? That was more of a judge. That was more of a. Hey, a I, I, he, judge he, he won. He won the fight. I got one. I got one for you. He, he, hey, I got he won, one for won, you. What? Who you got? Dwayne McLean and Gary McLean. Ed Pinkney. Ed Pinkney. Yeah, that was, that was, he was the. He was the Massimino. They shot seventy nine percent from the field. Thank, taking down the mighty John Thompson led Georgetown Hoyas. Hoya Paranoia with Pat Ewing. Uh, we had David Wingate. Oh, they were so nasty. Uh, Michael Jackson. Incredible win. Where did they shoot from the floor? 79%. Unbelievable. They shot 22 for Had never been done field. before. Would never be done again. Points. One shining moment. Rolling Massimino. What you got, what you got Ken? Uh, so... One always sticks out to me because I always um, I've always thought about this in terms of this question. When John uh, Wooden took the UCLA team, what was it, 80, 88 in a row, right? And they lost to who? They okay. lost to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Uh, again, in nineteen seventy four. I'm trying to think like if, once you've won that many many in a row and you you're going up against someone, they're going to play against someone who just won eighty eight games in a row. Right. Eighty eight games in a row. That's who you're playing tonight. 88 yep. games in a row, and you come out on top. I'm going to say the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, that was a hell of an upset that night. Um, what about Mississippi State last year beating uh, Connecticut, the women's? UConn, UConn women, yes. The UConn women. That is a huge upset. upset. What was the winning streak? In overtime. Yeah. What was the winning streak that night? overtime. What was that winning streak? Like 100 and something, right? Something nah. crazy. Not 100 or something was when, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Maya Moore had the 100 in them. 
Maya Moore never lost a game in college, I don't think. Did she, did she lose one? <laughs> Look, man, you, you guys are going to make me be the hockey guy? You're going to make me be the hockey oh, guy? I'm not a hockey guy. But a miracle, bunch of college miracle on ice. amateur athletes went up against the big red machine. On American Russians. soil. Yep. Cold War, the whole yep. nine. Yep. These guys were the best in the world. This was they beat them so bad in the prelims, it was ridiculous. This was not ever this is beyond. There was not another competitor. This was a bunch of college kids versus the the, the communist block of yeah. superstardom. Yeah. That's I mean uh-huh. their families had problems when they went back after the, the defeat. For like, sure. It was it was a terrible social stigma for them. Right. For eternity. Right. And there was just a bunch of college kids who worked their ass off and pulled off a miracle on ice. Miracle on ice. And man, yeah, look, right. I, I know the name Michael Ruzioni, but I'm not a I'm not a huge hockey guy. <laughs> and you guys are sitting here taking all my stuff, but uh, you know, I waited for Ken to give the hockey. That was amazing, man. It was. Seventeen zero Patriots. Seventeen zero Patriots. Oh, I thought, yeah. I thought about Giants, that. Yeah. Right? I thought about that, but those Giants—they won another one. They were but good. The longer the Patriots yeah. play the way they're playing, and and you realize what the Giants actually did by that with that crazy catch on the, on t- David Tyree. Yeah, that was David that Tyree, t- not David and Goliath. That's well, all I'm sure, going to say. Sure, That's sure. it. Wow. I always, th- I always thought that uh, you know Goldie Hawn getting you know Wesley Snipes and and uh, Woody Harrelson to play together Football. and take that th- that Wildcat team <laughs> a little bit deeper than they otherwise would have gone. Uh, you know, hey I, World, th- th- what was his name? Th- yeah, Bur- Bird local. World. They were all in that in there. Um, I like hey, that one. Junior, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to join us on a Tuesday night. He's on the thank ride God, home, bro. right? He ain't doing yeah, nothing. All he's doing is driving. He ain't doing nothing. Hey, hey. hey. Hey June, I know we came. I know we came up with all these um these top five upsets, and I don't know how many we did total, but we we didn't talk about the uh, you know y'all the Cavaliers losing to a <laughs> Cavalier with the Ha Ha Davis say lose, losing to a TV station MSNBC or what? <laughs> <laughs> but, must be no. Cinderella. <laughs> Man, shout out. Hey. I didn't talk with Ralph Sampson, so. Did you? Sampson, every time we lose, every time we lose, they bring up Chaminade. So, yes, ooh, yes. I forgot about that one. No, but you, you know what? Tell him to pop a bottle. Hell, he's gonna hell be of a season to now. the Cavaliers, man. Shout out to the, the UNBC. What are they, the Golden Retrievers? The, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the, the Chesapeake Retrievers. The, oh. It's a fluffy chest. It looks like a chocolate lab. Chesapeake But it has a huge, yeah, it's not, it's not golden. Hey, yeah, but, but Dave, Odom, Dave Odom some, and um, Ryan Odom, he, he did a hell Pride. of a job, yeah. and he, you know, he's bringing a lot, a lot of uh, publicity and, and um, shine to that um, school of about 13,000 out there in Baltimore yeah. County. Um Great job. They're trying to re-up him right now, and I know there's a lot of other universities that, that are longing for his services, man. He's gone. Yeah, he's yeah. There's also a petition, Darren, there's also a petition that I'm trying to put together <laughs> along with a bunch of other Wahoos to turn UMBC and blow it up and turn it into a small prison um, facility <laughs> up there in the Maryland area. So, I mean, hey, man, there's a better youth service to turn that into a small uh, you know, indoor outdoor facility for prison up there. If you just turn it into something like that for education, so yeah. Hey, that is you what know, March Madness is all about, Joe. It's what March Madness is all oh, about. Let's, let's get ready. It's geared up for this uh, Sweet 16 coming up this weekend, man, and Elite Eight. Yep. So uh, we'll be back. Yeah, thanks, Joe. We'll be back on Tuesday to thanks, guys. I appreciate it, man. Break Absolutely, down another week, bro. Thanks, be safe. Dude. Yes, sir.
That was awesome. I'm fr- awesome friend of the show. Um, two weeks two weeks in a row. Yeah, feels we like have two weeks back almost, to back. It, it almost yeah, feels man, like that. Ricky too. I had to make him feel it. <laughs> yeah, I was worried. So my profile over here. We're, we're going to forget to bring it up a fifth time. Yeah, I had to make him feel it, man. Oh, my God, at the end there. No, but that was, like a, that was like a hotel fork to, like, the rib cage. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's not, not going in, but it's just going to keep line. putting fork. Now, those, guys, those are my guys, though, man. Uh, you know, great friends. Um, you know, all the alumni, UVA Cavaliers, and, and also the current coaching staff, Jason Williford, is here. Good friend of mine, man. Um, it's too late to suck up, Darren. No, You already took the fork in the road. I sixty four. You chose the gonna, other route. They know they're gonna get it from me. It's all. It's all in love. Yeah. All in respect. That's they fair. know they're gonna get it from me. That's fair. They messed my all bracket right. up, man. His name is Darren McClinton. Hey, thank you for letting me get some stuff off my chest, man. I gotta get home through this wintry mix. Yes, you gotta fight the mix. Yeah. I ain't doing number raining out there. Man. Wearing the burgundy gold tonight is Kevin Ricca. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Like, I got to get out of here. Big baby's been called, man. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> He's Kevin McClinton. Hey, man. Great show, man. That was fun. That was fun. That's how we do on Tuesdays, man. Um, ain't nothing but a little bit of talk. Everybody catch us next week, man. We, we're down to, we'll be down to what, eight teams by then. Yes, sir. Yeah, you'll probably only talk about UVA three times next week. That'll be nice. So we might be down to four teams. Four next week. Oh, yeah. yeah Thursday we'll through Sunday. To, we'll be Sunday evening ends in four. Yeah. So we'll have, a, we'll have a special show for that. Until then, I'm Ken Marangolo, and this was... The Hot Box. Appreciate you. Good night.